Good morning, pilgrims and uh, travelers on the sunny path of life. 7.37 in Navarrete. Oh, the sun is up and bright. Uh, felt the heat yesterday, the early morning heat actually hits the, the heat hits. <laughs> the front entrance. So it takes about, I don't know, two, three hours from when it kind of, uh, you can feel it from the entrance and then we have the uh, shade. So they got a building basically shelter. So in the hottest part, actually you, you don't have as much, which is nice. Anywho, anywho. So let's see, let's see, let's see. Where do I start this morning? Okay, let's start Stemple. Yesterday I had Jess from Mississippi, and then I had Anna from Barcelona. Well, actually, she's near Montserrat. And um, two young women, you know, with actually similar things happening in their life, looking at establishing healthy boundaries, having trouble to being assertive, you know. And one with a father, one with a friend. Well, I'm sure in kind of in life in general. Anywho, um, so it seems like this albergue for a decent percentage of the people who, who stay is an accident. You know, meaning um, we are only 12 kilometers from Logroño, and I guess it is all relative, you know, right? Only uh, because for some people, those 12 are. That's a long day, and for some other people, it's basically it's a blink of an eye. So, but that's irrelevant. But to me, at least, anyway, it is. Uh, you know, yeah, twelve is. Uh, but anyway, doesn't matter. Like I just said, irrelevant. Anyway, so one arrived early, Jess from Mississippi. So we chatted for a while. She basically just separated from a friend who is doing the Camino in silence who came earlier and that I got to stay, give her some coffee and anyway, so, and then kind of crack her up. <laughs> was being a smart ass because she couldn't talk. So. <laughs> Anywho, and uh, yeah, so kind of uh, realizing she's tired, she's going at somebody else's pace, kind of a, pretty much a lot of people's story, right? Uh, you go, if you are going into the community, uh, it can be tricky to either put the brakes on it or to find a way to being like, hey, you know, that doesn't quite work for me. It can be hard to be challenging, to be assertive, anywho. So, and then she pretty much was gone. So it looked like she had a quite a restful day. She was tired. So great place because only two people came yesterday. So, uh, and she had the place quite to herself for a while because Anna came, I don't know, maybe two, three hours later. And also kind of learning, you know, by the pace, she studied with her dad. <laughs> she said, <laughs> I think deshacer would have been good, deshacerse, which means to undo something or to get rid of something, uh, dispose of something. And then that was with her dad. And basically, you know, she's close apparently with her parents. But she realized, you know, it just wasn't good for her and she needed something different. So, uh, Anyway, so we chatted for quite a while. She's studying archaeology and history. 
So she was talking about this, uh, the ruin of this hospital, asking about the cemetery because apparently they had moved it there. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. That's the first that I've heard. Uh, Angel, okay. Un oh, that's good. It's a small tractor coming behind me. Angel had not talked to me about that. And uh, so she was kind of surprised. It was like, but it's here and there's a sign and everything. Did you not see it? I'm like, well, I must have seen it, seen it, but those kind of things, you know, you, if whatever you do, wherever you go, you can't see everything. It's not possible. If you were to really being able to absorb everything, all the, you know, the grass, like right here, looking at those trees, the different trees, the shape of the trees, it's like, why is it that there are things we see and don't? It's, you know, it's not the best or the worst. It's just our own customized filter that has decided this is important, this is not important. And it's impossible not to do that. I don't think it is. You know, you wouldn't really be able to do much. It's so overwhelming, the, the amount of data that you have visually at your disposal at uh, any given moment. Anyway, so we were talking and, you know, of course, you know, respectfully, because, you know, obviously it's something that she cares, that she's passionate, she's enjoying it, actually. She wants to study it. And so, you know, we kind of talked and from, I don't know how I got into nutrition and it was a good playground with her yesterday to, you know, to basically express, you know, some of my ideas, but really to remove that, that kind of certainty that this is right or wrong and, and kind of like, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. Uh, the whole, what I call the psychology, well, I didn't coin that term, but the psychology of eating, uh, actually, I think it's a great term. Uh, that is so complicated, so complex when it comes to why change is so hard and, and, and some of those behaviors, you know, while they wired that way or how to update, change them, you know, or transcend them. It's, it's just, uh, from my very limited experience, I find it very, very challenging. Like, you know, how to push, how not to push, you know, how much nurturing, how much thanking to the person you know, like how much of the kicking in, a, in, a, in the ass, like, come on, get your shit together or, you know, be kind to yourself, you know, different work for different folks. And uh, I definitely do not feel adequate or competent, you know, you know, for sure, for sure. Anywho, so we had that. And then so I just had those two gals at dinner. So I'm like, something that I thought about is I do like the something you are grateful you know, for that happened today on the Camino. So I like that. But I was like, let's start with something that you regret. Or yeah, you feel a constructive criticism about something that you did today. And uh, start with that and, of course, finish with the, something positive as we, as we start eating. So, but I kind of like that, you know, to look at it and say, mm, I kind of regret that. So that's when some of that came about. Oh, she's not coming? Okay, so she's, uh, I'll see her on the way back. Okay, Muddy is not up yet. So, so basically, Anna was like, uh, she regretted the word she used to separate her from her, her father, which apparently is quite overbearing, you know, kind of encroaching. She calls it expansivo, which is very interesting. Expansive, so kind of, you know, reaches out, you know, kind of overtake boundaries. So, encroaches, un invadore, invasive. 
Actually, that's a good word, invasive. I would, I would use invasive, I wouldn't use ex expensive to me. I mean, like to expense one's mind. It, I don't know, I don't see it. I see the use of expensive to be more uh, neutral or positive, not negative, like invasive or encroaching would be the one that, you know, you spread and it's kind of negative. Anyhow, but I had to ask her for clarification because I'm like, I'm not sure I get the meaning of expensive. And, uh, and I've not really heard it in Spanish used in that way. And so, you know, that was kind of that. And she regretted not putting a hat on sooner because she got a sunburn. <laughs> that was kind of cute. And then um, I forgot about, I forgot just what she said. But me, I, I put myself in a hot seat on this one because it's a little more challenging, you know, to share with strangers something you're shameful about. And uh, I was like, I'm not sure if it's really classify as a regret, but I do, you know, I explain kind of what happened with the, regi the register form, you know, the form that I did not fill yesterday, and then kind of how I felt, and I was like, I regret having been so harsh with myself, that whatever that part of me that is such a harsh judge, and uh, that, yeah, being overwhelmed by it, and then just feeling that kind of pressure and that kind of harshness, so I regret having been that hard on me, and uh, I almost got teary, you know, which definitely brought the point home again, giving the right condition, context, you know, social surrounding, to really look for those opportunities to, instead of just having, you know, kind of nice chat or have an enjoyable talk, to, to through that person, in a way that I don't know how to do it by myself, you know, I don't know if it's possible, but to, to open up in that way, to be vulnerable. So whatever it is that, you know, those tears, what they symbolize, or whatever that means, you know, I call it vulnerability. And, you know, where, where you have that kind of weakness, where you just defenseless in a way, where you choose to basically show your wound to somebody else, you know, and you stop protecting. I guess which would mean that I... In a lot of my behavior, there is always protection that comes with it. You know, that mask, you know, that thing that separate. And I think that not only it is endearing with somebody else, but it's really something that's valued. That kind of sharing, that kind of exposing oneself, and also contagious. You know, instead of uh, giving advice, you know, a direction or whatever the case, that's through your behavior, through your action, you really exemplify, and then you really teach way more powerfully than through the talking. So, so that was kind of nice. And then I interacted quite a bit, and then eventually I gave them some space because they, the the gal from Barcelona uh, spoke very good. I mean, understood quite well and did very well in English. So, so. They, they were able to have a nice conversation, kind of around the same age, actually, I think. Anywho, so that was kind of that, you know, kind of very quiet again after the day from before. What a strange pattern of things. And then uh, here's the funny part. So, you know, uh, I talked about the whole thing with uh, um, Angel telling me, hey, are 11 people having dinner? Because I had sent him the form and there were only 10 forms and, you know, the whole thing about me forgetting to do that form, then I did it, you know, in the morning, I caught the Belgium guy, but I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm asking him if he pays me. It's like, that's on me, if he didn't, it's all good. 
and uh, that's a great lesson, you know. I learned from that. And then, uh, so, and in the morning, basically, I sent a form to Angel. And then I was like, uh, I had got my pack ready, right? I got those two five kilos. And so I went and then did weight training, you know, and weight bearing as I went on my walk. And then when I walked back, his mother was on the balcony uh, hanging some laundry. And uh, I wasn't sure. That's kind of interesting. There's, there's something about her. I'm not quite sure where she is at. I don't know. At all, if she's joking, or I just don't, uh, I don't know, even seeing her interacting with other people, like even with her husband, I mean, my goodness, how long have they been married? You know, like 50 or between 50 and 60 years would be my guess that they've been married. So they are not, you know, they're not young bird also. So you're looking at older people and older generation and also a culture gap. So you have, I have a few hurdles between me and them. But even seeing her interacting with her husband, it feels at times like she's not listening, you know, or like she's not listening to him, that she very, I don't know, makes me think of my sister Stephanie, like she has a very rigid frame mind, and then people pretty much need to squeeze themselves through that to, to relate to her, that she doesn't have that flexibility, that, uh, that, sim- that uh, well, I know I'm not going to make lots of blanket statement, but just feels like, There is not as much understanding coming from her. So I don't quite know. So I'm being careful, basically. I'm like mindful of it, whatever it is about her. And I realize I joke a lot more with her husband. You know, I even checked yesterday. I asked him, like, do, you know, can I go with uh, the two form instead of usted, which means, uh, you know, the formal way of talking to somebody, which is very respectful, which you do have in Italian, French, and, uh, you know, uh, and Spanish, of course, and in, in English, it's, it's nuanced because it's you, but you have ways to make it more respectful. And uh, because I had done usted the whole time, you know, because they're older. And then to me, it's, it's, uh, it's a form of respect and, and, and the nature of where I am, you know, it's a place. And the guy was like, oh, no, 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 you don't need to just go with two. Like, yeah, when I was younger, we were kind of forced to do that, but no, it, it's fine. So I'm like, great. You know, because again, you know, I just feel that separation when you put a usted. And again, I'm fine with it. But good. But I joke quite a bit with him, you know, he's, he's shared quite a bit. It's, uh, it's very sweet. And uh, anywho, so I, I just don't know. But the point is, as I'm walking back with my backpack, you know, she's kind of uh, talking to me and I'm not sure if she recognizes me, number one. I wasn't quite sure what the sun was, but possibly, I'm not sure, but... You know, same with my backpack. Maybe she thought I was a pilgrim and kind of saying it's too early. The albergue is not open. I'm like, are you joking? Or are you, do you really think I'm a pilgrim? And I just, uh, anyway, so it's, it's kind of strange. So I think with her, I'm definitely going to be on the, yeah, I'm going to be careful. And uh, I think there is definitely going to be drama and there is drama in terms of her life and in terms of her relation from what I am observing. And uh, I just don't want to be too much part of that dance. So it's something for me to really be mindful of when she's around, you know, to acknowledge, hi, good morning, how are you, or whatever, and kind of answering if she asks. And, uh, you know, there are things like I've kind of cleaned the closet, you know, where I think that stores, and sometimes she goes in there to get some you know, and like I say, she waters a plant, and sometimes she does things. I don't quite know. She gets a broom, and 
you know, she was like telling her son, it's like, man, well, what's going on to the closet? And, and her son is like, well, yeah, it's cleaned it up. It's more space now. But um, yeah, she has a very, I don't know how else. I'm thinking of some kind, some form of a, maybe asocial or antisocial, some element of it, even though she's quite social in terms of how she, uh, you know, neighbor or, you know, she, she's talkative, she, she talks to people and, you know, she has things she said, but it feels like it's, she's talking at you, not to you, you know? Of course, she, I mean, and she hears, I talk to her, she'll listen, but she had that kind of bubble. And uh, anywho, so then I went in and then I got a, while I was in the shower, uh, Angel uh, tried to call and I was like, well, I was, I was just out of the shower and I'm like, no, I'm just going to get dry and then I'll call him back. You know, I was like, it's good. Uh, but he hasn't really called me. So that was kind of weird. I'm like, huh. And then he calls me. He's like, hey, what's going on, Anthony? Are you, are you going? Or I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well... I just saw you on a camera <laughs> leaving the, the albergue with your backpack, you know. And then you, you've told me before you kind of go with the flow and I just don't know. And, and I understand. That makes complete sense. I was like, no, 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 I do weight training. And of course, he was like, what? He didn't quite understand at first, but then he got it. It's like, yeah, it's just something to keep in condition and for my bones. So you're going to see me from time to time with my backpack going out. But no, no, I'm not going anywhere. And basically was like, well, I'm on my way, I'll come over. I was like, well, you know, there's a list of things for groceries. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll get those done later, but I'm going to come and, and see you and, and be there. And he's still here as of now. He was waiting also for somebody to work for the, to come for the security camera. There's some issue about resolution. And so, um, so he came, we settled the, the first bill, you know, kind of, uh, the, the counting. So again, you know, you have this camera outside the albergue and then you have this camera uh, inside the albergue. And so he basically sees, you know, like he, he will always know who is eating, how many people are eating. And uh, and then, of course, from the, the form, you know, who is staying. Uh, and here, actually, in a weird way to kind of clarify, I mean, obviously, if I wanted to trick, I could. I know I could, but I realized how important it's going to be to be so clean in terms of my word, in terms to anything that's uh, monetarily connected, anything with money, to just keep it crystal clear and then not, not to try any shenanigans on my part. And I think that's one thing, you know, when the whole thing happened about the form and that basically maybe not even charging the guy and, and the exchange and how horrible I felt that even though I felt quite bad, but when I had that gap, you know, when I had that space that somehow got created where I was like, I became aware of this choice. You know, it's like, what am I going to say to him? How am I going to respond to what he says? Like, 11 people had dinner because you just sent me 10 forms. And uh, a part of me was thinking, why is he going to think that I was trying to scam him, you know, of uh, 13 euros? And so, you know, I replied, it's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. You know, I just, I just forgot to do it. And, uh, and then, I, and then uh, kind of thinking, oh, yeah, well, okay. So basically you could see that I broke his trust or maybe, you know, he can't trust me anymore or whatever the case. Maybe it's the end of it. So, you know, I was going around and around and around, you know, like the horse tied to a, tied to a rope. 
around the, the grinding stone. And, uh, and then something that helped it was to realize that having a clean conscience, it was like, yes, it can happen. Yes, I've made a mistake. But I was like, but that, that's okay. You know, that part is done. You, you, you've done what you could about it. This thing is done. And in life, it's going to happen time and time again. You know, it's, it's not about perfection. It is about, you know, looking at bettering things. And as you move to progress and acknowledge your weakness and, you know, whatever it is, work on whatever it is that makes sense for you to work on at any given time. But at the same time, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's okay. You don't need to beat yourself up. And I talked about, you know, regretting that. And I do kind of that. And that part, there's a part of me that definitely uh, does that. And uh, it's interesting, you know, to, it was interesting to observe it and still be overwhelmed by it. And, uh, but something that definitely helped was to have that clean conscience, to own up what is to be owned up, to not make excuses, to not defend, and to not tell white lies. That, that's a tricky one, eh? this whole white lies. Uh, of course, like, um, you know, when I deal with pilgrim, you know, there may be somebody that I may have a certain feeling or whatever, and, and I choose not to share that, but that's not a white lie. You know, that's a, that's a consideration from the the condition standpoint, meaning, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this host, and then to be very mindful in terms of my exchanges, you know, I'm not a pilgrim talking to a pilgrim. So that that's different, you know, to take into account, to be very considerate. But as far as, um, as far as Angel is concerned, you know, to definitely have things crystal clear. And uh, yeah, from my point of view, to really have that that way. And, um, and then, so we, we did the, the accounting. It's like, I had all these 50 euros bill and they just went all out of the window <laughs> and they went back to him, you know, because the formula is 15 euro per person and he gets 13 and I get two, you know, and uh, that's going to be an ongoing story in terms of what it looks like at the end, you know, um, and I will keep a track on it to look at, you know, what's the percentage of the total gain and, and if it feels fair or not. For, for now, it's going to be that. I am fine by it. I will live with money. So I will live with more money. And uh, regardless of how much that is, that doesn't matter. But if it was something that was to be repeated, if it is something that's going to be repeated, then it will be looking at coming next year. Is that formula fair or do we need to make adjustment? And we were talking, you wanted to clarify about the, the dorm downstairs. If somebody wants to, uh, to just have his private space, and uh, then what should be charged? What I thought. And so, you know, instead of 15, then it would be just one person if they absolutely wanted their own space and you could give them a dorm, which is six bunk beds, three bunk beds, sorry, six beds, and then a private bathroom. Very nice. Actually, the coolest room in the summer. And then it would be like 50, and depending on the people, 40, 50, 60, up to 90, depending up to six people. And then, and then it was like, uh, and then it was like, okay. And then, what would be then my uh, my cut in that? And it would like it would be the same. So it would be, hold on. So if you were to make 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, I would just get two euro per person. So like, if it was six people, I would get twelve euros, and it would be ninety. Yes, and I'm like, I don't. I say, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna enter into that. I just don't want to because I'm not interested in arguing. 
but that just seems, I don't know, it doesn't quite seem, you know, it's, uh, anyhow, you know, there'd be more cleaning, and I don't know, the fact that it just didn't seem right somehow. But I was like, but you know what? I don't want to argue about that. So that's all right. Uh, it'll be what it'll be for that. So for now, we'll just definitely I'll just keep keep a tally on uh, on what's going to him. You know, I'm not going to worry so much about the expenses of the food, but it'll just be like, okay, this is uh, this is what uh, what the place grossed, and this is what I'm living with. And of course, you know, I have lodging, so the food, no, the food I'm actually paying for it. So, but I have lodging, you know, and I have Wi-Fi. So, and I have access to a kitchen. Well, that's a lodging. So, I mean, of course, that's worth something. Obviously, I'm not paying anything to stay there. So, I have my own private room. And uh, and I am, I think, I'm not feeling conflicted, but I'm kind of aware of, um, there's something interesting there. You know, the, that part of us that is quite, egocentric, you know, in terms of what do I deserve, what am I worth, you know, how to define and comparing that to, okay, if this is how much, what percentage do I mean? You know, what do I, what's my value? And, uh, and there are other things too, you know, like being, you know, grateful to, to be in this place for the pilgrims, you know, it's, uh, like I say, I'm pretty much on my own, which I really, really like too. So I have that space, like, you know, it was there yesterday, walking in, I can see him going at places and changing stuff or, anyway, of course, it's his place, you know, and that's what he's been doing for so long, this idea, and, uh, like, even for the Wi-Fi, you know, he turns it off at night, and I think it's by his bed, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm like, I understand if you don't want to, but, you know, I, I, it's something that I use in the morning when I get up, so um, that would be nice. Uh, but again, it's not going to be here that many times. Uh, but then again, at the same time, I told him, you have this Chinese lady yesterday, she was working hours. She worked until like midnight or one o'clock in the morning. She started back again around six. You know, if you'd been there, she would have had uh, uh, six hours with no no Wi-Fi. And to her, that was important. So, and uh, as far as I can tell, there's almost no other places where they shut it off at night. So in terms of what people might expect, even though it is marked. So he has it put down at 10 o'clock. There's no Wi-Fi. So that's fair. And, you know, for what I do in the morning, I have enough data to cover, you know, my going to download my daily, uh, um, the daily readings, you know, the daily, uh, the reading of the day, the evangel. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter from the, the church thing. You have uh, the daily readings and then uh, studying languages. So regardless. Uh, but that kind of happened. So kind of being aware of that too. Uh, for me, it feels a little bit like friction, you know, on my end. And But at the same time, I'm like, but he's the owner. This is his place, you know. And he's actually being quite gracious, quite generous in really backing off quite quickly. Like I said, about three days after my arrival, he basically gave me the reins. He realized, yeah, you got it. And, you know, he's kind of saying, uh, as we were talking yesterday, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, let, let's see how he's processing me not filling that form, you know. And uh, I definitely made a bigger deal than, way bigger than he did, because we just didn't talk much about it. It's just like, it's important that you do it, you know. Uh, and I'm like, of course, of course, I understand that. And um, 
my goodness. And all he was basically saying is like all he's hearing is basically good reviews and good comments about the pilgrims who are there. And uh, and I'm like, well, but I mean, yeah, that that part is. Uh, how could anybody stay as an hospitalero uh, if there was? Well, I guess you could, but for me, it would be inconceivable. You know, the amount of hours of commitment. I mean, if you were to compare the amount of hours that I'm there, that I have to be there, and you know, there's responsibility and everything for what you would get paid in the end, it's yeah, it comes out to nothing. It'd be ridiculous in in a working world. But this is not that. You know, that's that's another point too that that's going to be interesting to stay with this idea of this is not a job you know this is my life and this is a part of my life where there will be some income you know so and i have no issue with that i have no issue with making more more than actually no issue with making less even if i was living you know with nothing uh i don't quite see that possible actually and yeah i think it's impossible but the quantity is irrelevant you know for future, if if I was to come back again next year, that's going to be a different story in terms of uh, letting that settle in, you know, and looking at the big picture. This is how much money I have contributed to bring in, and this is how much I left with. This it, does it feel fair or not? Looking forward, and that I don't know, but that doesn't matter. But for now, I know it's a successful experience, regardless how long it lasts, regardless how much I make, because. I just know I'm in the right place, you know? It just feels right, that's it. It is, again, this feeling, this intuition, this sense of, uh, you know, enjoying cleaning the place, even though with him yesterday, ironically, between him and me, it's like, (laughs) until like 9.30 or whatever, before I really started to clean, and it was, but the thing that I wanted to express, you know, share, and, and anyway, so it was kind of fun. So it was more messy than usual. You know, normally, like, I'm pretty much done around 9.30. to do the cleaning. Then I have my breakfast. Then I go, well, if I have to buy anything, I go get those items, whatever. And then I go to church to do my uh, my reading. Anywho. But, uh, oh, yes, I don't know if I mentioned that. I, talk, uh, I don't know, but I'll mention it again, just in case. Por si las moscas. Uh, I, I became aware with him on a couple, on a few occasions that I cut him. You know, it's something that he actually does. He will, he, he will not let me finish my thought. So basically, he has not really heard what I said, but he's already had something to respond. So, um, and uh, well, I'm going to do my part on my end. So basically, I'm like, yeah, hey, I want to apologize for cutting you on a few occasions. And of course, he started to cut me right away. <laughs> like, let me finish. You know, it's something that I've been saying quite a bit. Like. Please let me finish what I'm to say here, and I'll hear you. But I'd like to be able to finish my point. And then so, and he was like, "I hey, no big deal." It's like, "Yep." Yeah, so, are you saying you don't accept my apology? So that was kind of sarcasm. You may not even have, you may not even have, have gotten it. I'm not sure, but it was sarcasm. Like, you know, being like, "Are you saying?" So basically, I'm saying to him through my joke, "I need you to accept my apology. It's important that you do, and not to minimize it. It's important to me because it makes it more meaningful to me." And then, of course, he did, and we gave we gave a hug, and I think kind of touched him. And of course, he was a heartfelt, right? I meant it. It's like I don't like that. I don't like when people do it to me, and I don't like when I do it to people. I'm impatient. I'm like, okay, okay, I got your point. Let's move on. It's like dismissing the person, um, processing uh, his process, you know, his thought process. Anywho, 
So anyway, so I feel good. You know, I don't want to give the wrong impression. You know, I'm always finely tuned or aware of things that I feel like, you know, could be tweaked and better. I'm always, I'm always looking or focusing more on that. I have to say. I mean, yeah, when I know what to, when I know what I know how to do, I know how to do it. I feel like, I mean, what's what's more to be said? Okay, okay, I'm, you know, I can clean pretty good. I'm, I'm a good host. I can cook pretty good. I mean, you know, I made a mistake with the form, but normally I'm pretty good about those things that he needs me to do each day to send him the form, how the stuff to be done and all that stuff. So, and the management of the albergue, you know, as it gets hotter, so there are things to do to try to keep the places cool. And I'm like, well, that's, that's going to be common sense, but it still helped that somebody who's had the experience, who knows, you know, it's like, hey, dude, you don't have to reinvent everything. Here is, and I'm grateful for that. And uh, you said it before, but, uh, you know, at first, when you are being given so much information, for me anyway, I can only retain so much. But once I got the, the roughness edged out of the diamond, then it becomes easier to refine it and to make something pretty out of it. Oh, I don't see her. Muddy! Muddy! I see you. What were you? you were not coming? She was laying down outside, eh? No, no, ibas a, a saludarme? Eh, you were not coming to greet me? Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. How are we doing? Okay, hold on, hold on. We're going to come here. We're going to come here. Yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you could bite my hand. Soon you'll be able to bite my hand. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Look at those paws. You're going to be so big. By the time I leave, you'll be quite big, won't you? Hmm? Anyhow. And hold on, there was something else. Oh, yeah, with Anna from Barcelona. At one point, she was like, Hey, can I ask you something about Mother Starter, which is uh, Masa Madre? Uh, so Mother Starter is what's used to make uh, bread, or like sourdough bread, basically, where you don't... Well, hello, hello. Oh, you're out of your, you're out of your gate. Yeah. It's kind of a, a big, big size, uh, giant Yorkshire dog. Yeah. Anyway, and so she was asking me about it. But well, you know what? So we started to talk about sourdough bread and hydration and rehydration, but she's not not like, uh, what's her name? The girl from Pennsylvania. She was quite uh, savvy with all of that. She did like, she even talked about doing a 100% hydration bread, which will be like a sponge to work with, like so fucking sticky and liquidy. I can't imagine. But anyway, so I basically jolted it down for her, of course, in Spanish for Anna. Like here is the, and I talked about using uh Hold on, we have one, we have two dogs. Yeah. Aha. Good girl. <laughs> she just, you just pulled them off. The dog was coming to me, not very happy. And then she just got toward them and kind of barked. Like, I'm sure you just heard her. But like, was like, get the fuck off. And they just did. It's like, and you're on the Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're watching out for me? It's like, I'm, I'm a protector. Of course you are. You're a dog. 
you protector, you protector, you protector. So anyway, so I, I just wrote it down for her. I had to do it a couple of times because I didn't like the way that I wrote it the first time, but tried to do it as simple. And I was telling her about pineapple juice, that you, one of the techniques is you put a little bit of pineapple juice in, uh, okay, see you later, girl. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> See you later, girl. Okay? See you later. Love you, Marie. And, um, yeah, I was telling about the pineapple juice, and somehow she was confused about it. Why would you put pineapple juice? And, and I'm like, well, not only is it very small, you know, it's, uh, I mean, when you're looking at the total amount of water that you add, it's, I think, not even 10%, so it's a very small amount anyway. But it's uh, basically it has to do about uh, something can spoil your mother's starter initially. Something can get into it, and then somehow something in the pineapple juice uh, sterilizes it, gets rid of it. So it's only on the first feeding that you do initially. Anywho, and I was like, but you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And I was like, you know what? If I was to do it again, what I would do would be to I wouldn't even worry about doing a mother starter. I would do a regular loaf of bread, and then I would do a mix. I would add the yeast, and then before I add the salt, basically I would take a little piece off of it, and then that would become it, and then I would start to feed it. Like, more than likely, a 90 to a 95% hydration, which means for like a 100 grams of water, you would put 95 grams of flour. And, uh, and then that would basically... I just don't quite see the point of doing it that way, because... Eventually, the yeast that you have, the artificial, the what do you call it, the, the baking yeast, the artificial, the dry yeast, here we go, the dry yeast that you put, you know, eventually it's going to be replaced with the natural, the yeast from the uh, ambient air, you know, from what you have where you are. So, like, even if you were to buy, like, a sourdough starter from, a, a mother starter from uh, California, it will only last you so long, eventually it would become the one from where you are, because it stays alive by by things that are where you are. Anywho, but that's how I would do it. Uh, oh, that's how I could do it because it's not a big deal either. There's something poetic about doing it naturally, you know, just water and flour. It's quite amazing, uh, but you don't have to. It's quite simple. I think we do sometimes make things harder than they have to be and more so when you get started, you know, it's like, keep it simple. You know, so that was kind of fun, but I'm like, you get my full attention if we're talking about sourdough bread. You get my full attention. So, anyhow. Anywho, so we're walking back. It was about, yeah, it was a little bit after 7.30 when I got out and the two girls were still in bed. So, I am going to, on my way to my shower, uh, I need to get them up. So, and, uh, and then I'll take the shower, and then uh, hopefully I'll get them close to... They'll be downstairs, most likely having breakfast, which means I won't be able to mop. So I'll be able... I'll do the mopping, basically, uh, the way I don't like, which is doing the mopping the downstairs after the upstairs, and the place being wet, and then leaving them. But that's all good. I have no problem with that. Looks like a... 
One pilgrim, yes. One pilgrim lady coming up. So today's, uh, like I said, we are going toward the warmest uh, weekend here. Not for me, I've had warmer. You know, it's still not quite there. But we will get to it. And uh, definitely going to be shutting the place, those uh, skylights. I need to bring the shutters down. Would you call them a shutter? Uh, the shade, you know, the... My goodness, they call them persiana here. You know, basically to, to keep the sun out. Uh, I can't think of it. I want to say screen, but it's not screen. The shade? Yeah, I guess to bring the shade down or to lower the shade. I guess I would say that. Shutters will be more like, I guess, something from the outside. Like in French, volet. But I think in Spanish, you just use persianas. Whether they are from the inside, you know, automatic or by hand or or like wooden and from the outside to close your your house for safety and for darkness. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that because you can definitely feel it um, coming in. So, and I'm now walking up the street back to the albergue. Anything else for you folks today? Uh, anything else? I think not. I think that's quite a bit for today. So, yes, I'm grateful for one more day. Looking forward to, well, lightly cleaning. There's not too much cleaning to be done today, so it's going to be a, a breeze because it's actually not that hard. You know, unless I get a full house, then it's going to be uh, more more intensive, but it's nice. There's work to be done, but it's not crazy. So, on that note, I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, wish you a beautiful day, wherever you are. And uh, we'll talk to you later.